You're listening to Auto D coming at you live. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Auto D Show here on Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Network Studios, broadcasting from high above Camelback Road in beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, where it is only about 60 degrees cooler than it's supposed to be this time of year, so it's been amazing. I, just, I know we're going to get hit hard when it comes, man, but it's been beautiful. I'm your host, Otto Daniolo, and this evening my guest is Sean Johnson, a longtime member of the AZ singer-songwriter community, and he'll be sharing his story, along with some of his music, right after Fervor Records recording artists, the Sugar Thieves, open up the show with this tune called Pushing Up Daisies on the Otto D Show. Check it out. Trapeze life, where you swing this away. If you don't hang on, well, it's curtain with no delay. Pendulum swings, but it don't let go. And that's the only way that you ever fly, you know. So believe with all your faith and trust your hands to pull you through. You can walk the tightrope all alone, but for this it takes two. So on your skills, baby, sharper than a razor blade And if your partner don't catch you Well, I reckon your decision is already made yeah. Just pushing up days, baby Just pushing up them days, baby Well, those faces looking up high Wider than the sun Wondering if you're gonna take that leap Or will you run Try to keep your balance But your knees they shake And the crowd goes wild When the pendulum breaks And he reaches out to catch you Sweaty, stripping down his face But you can't stop time, honey And you know, you won't never Pushing up them days is Pennies, they won't add up to much. You got holes in your pockets, 
That was Pushing Up Daisies from the Sugar Thieves here on the Auto D Show, which is brought to you by Fervor Records. Be sure to check them out at Fervor, that's F-E-R-V-O-R hyphen records.com. And uh, now, without further delay, let me welcome to the show my guest this evening, Mr. Sean Johnson. Hey, Sean, how are you doing? Hey, hey how's it going? I'm doing well. Thanks for coming on. Excellent. I know you're a busy guy. Oh, uh, you know, not, not so much these days, but... Trying try to keep easy. Now you took a year off, so it's good to see you back out yeah. there. <laughs> I didn't take a year off. I was given a year off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's more accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about that. Well, you see, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I had a stroke, and they did emergency brain surgeries, and um, I was in the hospital for a long time, and I don't have all the uh, memories that I used to. <laughs> so they took some stuff while they were in there. Yes. And then when I met the person that cut me open, I asked where my skull was <laughs> I was like hey man what'd you do with my skull that you cut apart <laughs> he's like we threw it away <laughs> you're kidding said, nope not kidding that is awesome <laughs> was, so how, how long ago was that uh, almost a year like well just well, 13 months mm-hmm. a little over a year were you worried going in that maybe you wouldn't be able to play when you came out I mean, was it- I wasn't able to play when I came out Okay, I had to start over um, when I got out of rehab I tried to play and I could. I had no timing, right? So I was back to square one after wow. all, after a thousand shows, you know. But I, I was. It was really scary because you know we do this for a living, and I was like, I don't know what else I'm gonna do. Wow. <laughs> so I just started hitting it like three, four hours a day, just metronoming mm-hmm. back to you know just back to square one, and had to relearn how to play and walk and eat and all that stuff. Yeah, it was scary. And you say this is la- when was it exactly? You said it was about a year ago yeah, or a year thirteen months. Yeah, it was April, right? Well, then congratulations, brother, because you are looking great and doing great. Thank you. Yes, that's it's a long. A, that's a long haul back. Yes, it was. It was a lot of work, but you know, that's music. You know, what are you it's a passion. Right? Yeah, right. You want to talk about the blues? <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There you go. You got a few more ideas for songs. <laughs> right there. I try not to write about it. Right. Yeah. How come? I don't know. I it's, it's just not what I really want to put out there, as far as like who I am. I know it's like singer songwriters. You you have to be honest. Well, you should try and be as honest as possible. But mm-hmm. I'm just trying to put out a more positive vibe mm-hmm. when it comes to songwriting. And I think you can days. still you can still. I mean, as being talking about being an honest songwriter, you can still look at the experience and draw from what it taught you to deal with it in terms of perseverance or strength or the unexpected. I mean, you can still write from all of that without writing about it. Sure, you can, it, you can right? mask it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can mask it. Because that's really what we have to do is draw on our own bucket of stuff. Yes. <laughs> I call it Bucket stuff. of stuff. I like it. <laughs> I need another something in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll use that today. Bucket of stuff. Don't tell anybody what it's really about. You know? <laughs> that, right? Yeah, and have do people I, do that to you? They ask you, "What's I know what that song's about?" Or I know what that's about. Do they ever do that to you? Yes. And, and are they right or wrong? They're wrong because they have no idea. And also, yeah. it's because well, it starts as something, but then you turn it into a song, right? So right, it's right. Never really about anything. Yeah, unless you're like, like, I was sitting right. on the toilet today, and I got off the toilet and had breakfast. Unless that's right, unless a historical you, moment. Yeah. Other other than that, it's like. It, Mm-hmm. No idea. Now, when you write, uh, how does it usually come to you? Do you sit down on the couch with a guitar, or are you watching a movie and you go, "Oh my God, that's a great idea"? It's always different with me. I've I've written songs where 
I just write the poetry and then put music to it. You mean like write like a pad of paper and a pen? Just Correct, yes. I keep a journal. Okay. And I'll just write and then put music to it and try and stay, well, I try and stay honest to the poetry if, if it's if it's already written, if I, you know. But some, every once in a while I'll write some music or a lick or something and put lyrics to it. Only a few times in my career have I, excuse me, have written the music and lyrics at the same time. Okay, so so that I understand clearly, you'll write poetry, you'll write a poem or write poetry. Then when you come to put music to it, you don't consider it a separate work. Where now you're going to use that some of those words. You try to keep the poem the way it Correct. was and write to it. Yes, I try to put music to the poem. Interesting. Yes. How many of your songs would you say are that way? Half or I'd say about seventy percent. Okay. Yes, I wow. I write a lot, and it's that's why. When you're playing with a band and you're like, they'll be like, "How come there's only six in this stanza and there's only seven? And there's seven in this one." I was like, right. Cause "That's how I wrote it." Yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that you do that. You know, I haven't. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever done that. Oh, really? I would say that uh, one time I recall writing the words just coming to me for a whole song, and I wrote all the words down. But I'm sure I I, I never would have felt that they needed to be what I wrote. I would have. Committed, you know, cut any word or added any word if the right. music needed it. Gotcha. I just would have. I never really. I don't think I've ever tried that. Yeah, I don't. I I've just always been uh, a proponent of just trying to stay true to the poetry. Well, since you re- keep referring to it as poetry before, it's born that way before it's a lyric, and then we might think of it as a lyric, but really it was Correct. poetry. Correct. Were you writing poetry before you were a musician? Were you always writing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I but really poorly. But you, it seems to me you have a reverence for that for that art form more than most songwriters. The might. first poem I remember writing, I wrote for a girl in junior high, mm-hmm. and when I and the reason it sticks with me is because I spelt it was, it was my sweet angel and I spelt angle. <laughs> I still do that. <laughs> it was it was awful. Like because I gave it to her, she showed everybody in the school, and I was just like, uh, but you know. oh well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, maybe, so there's a, maybe there's a song in there. Angle <laughs> Boy. <sweet> angle. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, you, you never know. But I mean, I think right. we've all been that kid who you, you, know, you try to do that really cool thing. You know, and it doesn't high, work. And it's just completely <laughs> yeah. bad. You can't try and be cool. You're either cool or you're not. Right. <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> That's very, very true. Well, yeah. gosh, glad we got through all that. Now, let's go to something we talked about before. Um, the show started. I said, "There's one thing I know about you," and you said, "Actually, that's wrong." <laughs> so, where yeah. are you? Where are you originally from? Because I was thinking, based on something I'd read, that you were originally from uh, Arizona. No, but I've been here. I've been here a long time. But I'm, I'm originally. I was born in Michigan, but I grew up in Brockton, Massachusetts. Uh, where in Michigan? Sault Ste. Marie. I was born at Uper. Okay, but you got out of there. You were really. I young. was. Yeah, my my dad was in the Air Force. Okay. So we moved there right in the middle of the school year, every year and a half. And, but when he got out of the military, we landed in Brockton, Massachusetts, which is uh, it's known for two things, Rocky Marciano and Marvin Hagler. Okay. So it's a gri- grimy little city, and um, the high school has six, had 5,000 kids. So it was easy for me to get lost. If you're, if you're a good student, then... You could get an amazing education from the school, but I wasn't mm-hmm. a good student. I was. I wanted to be doing other things. I wanted to be social and all that. And it was easy for me to get lost. But lost equals bad grades. Bad grades, just you know, hanging out with the wrong people, skipping school. Right, all that. Yes, I yes, <laughs> I skipped a semester <laughs> until my dad found out, and then I had stopped. <laughs> yeah. But there's yeah, there's there's that's pretty good. Skip a whole semester. Yes. And that <laughs> But one thing that you will get from Brockton, you, I, the most amazing friends, inspirational people that I've ever met, and you will fight. You mm-hmm. will you will learn to fight, or you'll mm-hmm. just get beat up. Right. That's, those are your choices. So, but yeah, I go back once in a while because all my favorite foods there, and mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, you, you said you were in an Air Force family. So, uh, any brothers or sisters in the family? Yes. Anybody uh, else go into the service or? My yes, one of my sisters did. She was in she was in Desert Storm. Mm. Uh, yes, I have, and her son now, my nephew is is in the army. 
She was in the Air Force. I have three sisters, and my brother passed away before I moved to Arizona. Mm-hmm. So, that's, gosh, it's 20 years now, 21 years. So 21 years ago, you moved to Arizona yes. from Maryland. Massachusetts. Oh, that's, that's what I meant. Yeah. One of the M states back M-states. over there. Yeah, right. They're all the same, <laughs> Maine, Massachusetts, whatever. Where it's cold. Back where it's cold. It's cold there, too. <laughs> so you've been out here 21 years. Have you been uh, in any bands out here, has it been, or has it been completely a solo career? It's always been Sean Johnson and the Foundation. There's probably been 50 members of the Foundation. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, when I, when I first started... Um, well, I was in a. My first band was called Left of Center, and that's out here. Or your first time back home? No, oh, here. Okay. And um, we had a African drummer, stand up bass, and two acoustics, two singers. Myself and Justin Eck, still one of my best friends. Uh, and it was it was we did really well, you know, right off the bat. Cause it was it was it was a little different, but it had it had meat to it, and. Um, yeah, that was, and then after that, I was like, if this band breaks up, no one's going to know who I am. I said, I'm putting my name on the band. <laughs> so that way, once that band's done, <laughs> yeah. I can call people and say, hey, it's Sean Johnson. You know what I mean? Like, you've heard my name before. Yeah. Because that's, you know, that's... it's a great point. Yeah. I knew this was going to be a career for me. Mm-hmm. You know. For up-and-coming artists, that's a good thing to think about. Don't forget that. Hey, and how about this? Um, how do you feel about people who come up with a kind of tongue twister name and they don't change it? They keep their name. Do you feel that artists should kind of change their name to something? I mean, do you have an opinion about it or do you think that they should hang on to it? I think, well, I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't change your name? or you I, I would. No, I would change my name, right. yes, to, for something. You mean like if they were using their own name? And right. Like Sting. That's not his name. No, right, right. No, that's a Sting is brilliant. The one Gordon the one, Sumner was not. Yeah, Sumner is just a little tougher. The one name, the one name is, is brilliant. If you could pull it off. If you're not afraid to go by Sting or mm-hmm. Madonna. <laughs> yeah, you, you, Sean Johnson, that kind of, that simple rolls right off, you know? Yeah. It's, no need to change that one. That works well, and so, and that's even been wrong on many marquees before. <laughs> the different versions of Sean. Shane Jackson and the oh. Funk Nation. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good yeah. one. Yes. Wow, I never really thought about that. That's hard to hard to imagine screwing that up. It, yes, but it, it's it happens all the time, or people are just like we're just going to put Sean Johnson because in the foundation is too long. Mm-hmm. But that's the name of the act. That doesn't matter. We're not no, concerned about that. Right, no, no, they don't care about. That. We just don't want to spell it all. <laughs> right. We have to, we have we have our our box that we have to stay in. And with these letters <laughs> for the marquee, you know, there's only so many of them. <laughs> we used all the O's already. Sorry. <laughs> it's sad, but it's true, you know. And it's just funny. Uh, you you think that someone with a you know one of the big names comes through and, and they get. Go out and buy a couple more O's. Yeah, you know, right. Something. They're, they're, they're going to do it for them, you know. <laughs> and it really makes you feel bad. You're like, really? You're not even going to put the name up there because you ran out of letters. You know? Pretty bad. <laughs> but speaking of that, how it made me think about uh, some of the venues in town that, that really have decent marquees. What have been some of the fun rooms that you've played that you've enjoyed? Let's see. I've I've played them all. It feels like I. What was the name of that place up north? That they had. What do you mean up north, like Flagstaff, or up north in Phoenix? So north, north of Phoenix, and they had the festival there for a couple of years. Um, I forget the name of it. Call six zero two four nine four five five nine. I can't even read the number here. Call. But uh, I'm not so sure, many. man. I I loved I loved the sail in, mm-hmm. and um, you played up at Livewire when that was open. Yes, they had a decent green room for yes, a club. I liked. That was a, that was a cool club, and the green room back in the day. Now that was a long time ago. I liked that club too. Mm-hmm. That was down in Tempe. Mm-hmm. And have you gotten out of town since you've been to Arizona? Played upstate or out of the state? Yes, yes. I've played Tucson. I've played uh, Flagstaff, Cottonwood. We just played a. We just played the Corner Festival on the Corner Festival. Is that what it's called? If I I keep turning away, looking to uh, my wife because she knows all the answers really <laughs> I'm just kind of along for the ride <laughs> Jake's on the corner yes right. and that's just before 
Well, Sean, you are not the first singer-songwriter who turned to their wife every time I asked them a question on this show. I'm sure. <laughs> Sam Moore and Joyce were hilarious. They're dear friends of mine. Sam's uh, Sam and Dave from the, I'm a Soul Man, Sam, back oh, in the yeah, day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sam would sit right here, and every time I asked him a question, she'd answer it. Nice. And every time I asked her a question, he'd answer it. And so then I said, okay, so if I want to ask you a question, I'll say, Joyce. Right. <laughs> well, any, any, any question about the stroke or anything... We were, I refer to her because she was there every day through mm-hmm. it and, and has the memories. I don't have the memories anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anything anything in the past year, we definitely defer to her. Yeah, cool. No problem. <laughs> Jen, if I need you on a mic, I'll call you. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll just ask for hand signals from over <laughs> on the couch. There you go. So uh, you might not have enough fingers for this one, but uh, how many songs would you say you've actually written? I'd say about... 150. Okay. I just finished my eighth record. Okay. Awesome. Sunshine for Someone. Now, you say just finished. Is this available? Is it out there? Or or have you just finished recording it? No, no, it's out. Well, because I had to take a year off, it's a year old. Okay. I finished it before I had a stroke. Okay. Um, I guess it's out there. I. Yes, www.seanjohnsonmusic.com. You can you can buy it there. You pick it up at iTunes or anything else like that. No, no, I didn't do all. I didn't do all your website. Yeah, I just I was trying to drive people to the website. Okay, and when we say Sean, there's a few ways you can spell that. S H A W N. S H A W N. Cool. So seanjohnsonmusic.com. Did you say? Correct. Okay, cool. So people can check out the new record there. And since we're talking about your music, uh, why don't we why don't we spin a cut? Perfect. And watch, and now I'm going to pick a song listening out on the new record. Bro. No, that's on the, so I, I was going to play Pure and Simple. Yes, Pure and Simple is on the record. Is on the new record. Tell and me my friend bit. Jason Johnson does the uh, guitars and guitar solo on this. And uh, I hope he's listening right now. He's in the hospital right now. Oh, no. What's up? Sepsis. Right? Oh. Well, different different things. But, yeah, he, he's been in for a little while, and he's having a tough go of it. He's uh, just one of the best guitar players you've ever heard well wow, that's what i think anyway and cool. he's a pleasure to play with and a great guy cool um yeah so he he's on this track okay and, and you were the sole songwriter of the track on this correct one, okay. yes and you're singing and playing as well singing and playing acoustic jaron mossman on drums marcus Weedon on bass jason johnson on guitar and where'd you record it we did it at stem okay stem recording with cool. curtis awesome what's up grippy Yep. Hey, Curtis is awesome, man. Yeah. Works with everybody. Right. All right, let's check it out. Then this is Pure and Simple from Sean Johnson here on The Auto D Show.
Hey everybody, I'm your host, Otto Daniolo. Often, people I meet seem confused about what it is I actually do for a living. All I can say is grab my app. It's free in your app store. Just search Otto D. That's O-T-T-O-D. And then you'll have my whole story, from trumpet to guitar to platinum records and the movie business. In the app, you can stream my music, view a constantly updated concert schedule, and even land work on one of my projects because that's where I post the job opportunities. You can also stream this podcast and stay on top of all the projects I'm involved in. Check it out and share it with the creative people in your life. Thanks for listening. Now, let's get back to the interview. And that track was pure and simple from Sean Johnson here on the Auto D Show. Very cool track. Thank you, sir. I love the backwards guitar. Is, is it backwards guitar on the on the start of your intro? Oh, on the little the little intro piece. Uh, man, I can't remember what it is, but it's a bits off of a record I did called Caesar Bach. Yeah, there's all kinds of weird stuff on there. Love it. Oh, thanks. Well, <laughs> we should do something backwards together someday. Right? Love to. <laughs> but uh, you know what? That's I had a guy call me up when he heard that record, and he goes. Man, you must have a massive sound of library, you know, sound effects and sample library. And I said, I don't have one. Said, Everything you hear, we I made to make the record. Right. What I used to do, which I thought was fun, is I'd bring a guitar player friend in and I'd tell him just to make noise, just just make noise. And I'd be recording it all to, uh, you know, into Pro Tools and just let him record all this stuff. Then I would dump it out to Dat. And then I would nice. But while I went to Dat. I'd just be scrubbing the track with my mouse. So you'd hear like, yeah, yeah. and everything I was scrubbing would be going to dat. And then I'd dump the dat back in. I'd have all these weird noises. I'd make a loop out of them. And then I would start to write over it or play over it. The problem is it'd be all out of tune because it wasn't really right, set to right. any key. So you'd play a guitar part and say, well, I can't go to those notes now because the sound changed. So then you just, I can play it up to here. Yeah, so the tuning <laughs> kept changing on the songs nice. constantly. And I thought, oh, well, well, that band will never play out. <laughs> you know? Nice. Yes, yeah, so I, I put a few. I did a few of those on my first record, ninety eight, 
gosh, it's a long time ago. 1998. 1998. Back in the 1900s, you did your first record. Yes. So was your first record cut here? Yes. Cool. My first record was was here. Uh, Yes, my first full record, yes. Okay. I had, like, demos and stuff back in Massachusetts, the few bands I was Mm -hmm. in there. So tell me about that first record. Oh, my gosh. That had to be exciting the first time you did it. It was amazing. It was such an amazing time, 1998. Uh, I... I went around, I made cassettes of me playing songs and handed them out to all the local musicians here that I loved. And so then I just went and bought studio time and filled the fridge up with beer and... That works a lot. Yes. And I, I, what would we have, like 16, 17 different musicians played on that record. Awesome. And a lot of it was the first time they heard the songs. Mm-hmm. And so I loved, I like to record that way. That had to be a great experience. It was amazing. And where were you doing that record? We did it at Mind's Eye. Okay. With Back in the, the original Mind's Eye building. Okay. Over on, was it Broadway? I think it was. Very on. cool. Yeah. And it was, it was amazing. We just had people in and out for like a month. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, a lot of great relationships were born. And I still play with my drummer from, from that record, Gannon Burley. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it was it was it was amazing. Now you mentioned that that was your first full record. Do you mean it was your first full band record or your first ten song album? No, my first ten song album. Okay, but you'd been yes. in in a studio environment with a full band before. Correct. Back in Massachusetts, I was in a band called Sky Fountain, and we did a few demos. We were getting courted by some label, I forget who it was, and mm-hmm. a subsidiary of subsidiary. Well, you know, what anyway. studio did you work in back in Massachusetts back in the day? I don't remember. Don't recall. No. Okay. But uh, I think it was 16 track. Okay. <laughs> Two inch 16 Yeah, track, right? <laughs> which, you know, arguably people still say is the best analog recording ever, you know. So it's the widest track width for it was, a two inch tape. It was a lot of fun. And uh, I didn't even play guitar in this band. I, just, I was just the singer, lead singer, and I got to jump around and act crazy. Well, it wasn't really an act. I probably was a little crazy <laughs> back then. Lead singer, you have to be. <laughs> yeah, right. But it was, uh, it was like rap metal back then. Mm-hmm. Kind of a little too early before it really took off. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a lot of fun. Great musicians. I'm still friends with everybody to this day, except for the drummer who passed away, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that, we, did, we, did a couple, we did a couple tracks. So you mentioned when you came out here and you were working on that first record that you passed cassettes around to all these musicians you liked. So does that mean you went around and saw some groups and said, hey, dude, you're a great guitar player. Check this song out. Correct, yes. I, when I first got here... And started working on the record. I didn't have a band. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know any musicians here. So, except for Justin. And so, yeah, I would just go up and say, "Hey, I'm I'm making a record. Tell me if you like the song. If you do, and or if you, you know, if there's a different song that you might like, yeah, come to the studio and jam. Cool. Yeah, and it, it came. It worked out perfect. And my friend Amy Biamonte, she did the cover, and she made a logo for like all the different musicians and that's how you could tell who's on what track and it was it was oh, it was cool. amazing yeah now you mentioned too that you do most of your shows as a solo artist these days but solo or duo okay yes. and uh in, in this community you're you're in a you're in a pretty neat community of singer songwriters there's a lot of great single solo acts out here in this yes town. absolutely i agree yeah, so do you get into you get to play with some of these other guys once in a while at the open mics or? Yes, I do. I uh, I go I go out to open mics when I have a night off, or I'll call them ask if they want to do a gig. Yes, I have a, a new duo called the Sandpipers, uh, with uh, Kyle Owen, a friend of mine. Actually, in great little story, he was the first musician I ever played with in Arizona, twenty years ago. Hmm. Yes, we, we met at an open mic 20 years ago, and I was like, hey, man, you want to jam sometime? He's like, yeah, come on over. And I went over that day, the next day, and we jammed, and you know, then we you know, went our separate ways. And yeah, we've been playing together as a duo for like the past six months, eight months. That's got to be cool. Yeah, it's fun. He's amazing. Amazing musician. And do you find being in front of an audience, it's, uh, it's a little less pressure if you're in a duo? Or more pressure because you actually have to remember parts with somebody else? I don't. I don't look at it. I don't. You just don't feel pressure on stage. I don't feel pressure on cool. stage. It's um. 
it's I feel I get nervous to play the first song because mm-hmm. you want to get that first song and, know, and that's right. probably more anxious than nervous kind of. you just you yes. just wound up ready to get going right yeah. and like to me picking the first song is the only it's only it's, it's where you can go right or wrong mm-hmm. you know and then and then it just flows then okay. it's just like whatever you want to do and I, I do a thing now where I try not to take requests. It doesn't do, it doesn't work well for your tip situation, but they, but you don't have people like I hate playing a show where people are just like play this, play that, play this, play that, and and it's good that they're even listening, and I appreciate that. But you know, there's things that I want to do. Like, I got you know what I mean, and when it comes down to it, I'm up on stage because I love it. Right. You know. Yeah, and you can go see anyone you want, and I get it. And if they're playing your favorite song, I get it. Like, okay, I, I'm just not that guy. No, that's cool. Let me ask you something else too about uh, doing those gigs and selling stuff. You mentioned the tip jar and how it, Im- it can impact your tip jar negatively. You know that type of behavior. How do you sell CDs? Um, I've had a local artist tell me that what they do is they put a jar out and say take a record and leave some money and they make more money doing that than saying ten dollars a copy yeah i don't a couple years ago i was on tour and i usually go on tour in the summer and uh we play a lot of college colleges places Mm -hmm. and i at every show that tour i asked who still has a cd player and nobody there's a good question i suppose it was like because they don't make them in laptops anymore, and no right. one carries around a CD player. Right. So, I stopped making CDs. Mm-hmm. I, I just, to me, it's a dead, it's a dead material. Mm-hmm. And so, do you offer any merchandise at all at your shows? Not normally. Okay. No. Cool. If you're there and you catch it, and and I do something you like, I'll give you a card or yeah, you know, and you can. They, then you can go and research it. And right. So if someone goes to your website to, to get your music from you or to buy it from you, do you have a downloadable package for them where they download MP3s or what do they Yes, have? I do have I do have download cards mm-hmm. you know, of the new record. Okay. The newest record to me. Um, yeah, I'm not – I'm awful at business. I'm, I'm terrible at it. Oh, you're <laughs> not the first artist yeah, who's had, I had this on that. Right? I can I – can, I'm true to it. It's – I, I I even the CDs that I made like I, I'd make a thousand or fifteen hundred of them and when they run out they're out they're gone mm-hmm. like I can burn you a copy <laughs> I can't even do that anymore because right. <laughs> you know? I know <laughs> the one laptop I have that has a CD burner yeah. and it's dead right it doesn't yeah work. mine too <laughs> <laughs> mine too it's crazy so yeah it's not it's so what do you think of all the streaming stuff I mean do you stream music a lot I don't I don't mm-hmm. listen to I. I'm back to buying records. Mm-hmm. I'm back in that. When mode. you say records, you mean like vinyl? Like records. vinyl, yes. Okay. I uh, I love vinyl. I love listening to the tracks that no one else likes. Mm-hmm. I love listening to the artist's whole work. Mm-hmm. That's that's just my thing. Yeah, it's cool. I don't, but I don't listen to a lot of music. Mm-hmm. It's always is it I, you don't have time or uh, no? It's just. I value my quiet time, mm-hmm. and I don't want to fill it up with. You know, I have music going running in my head twenty four seven. Yeah, so it's like I'm trying to get that out, right. not trying to take more in. Yeah, I hear you. you know? Cool. Speaking of that, let's play another one of your tunes. Let's get Ooh. another one out. Nice. So uh, I've got a tune here I'd like to play called "Home." Just tell me a little bit about this one. Home is it's a uh, it's one of my favorite tracks. It's it's about bringing troops back home. That's that's as you will hear. It's a perfect Memorial Day weekend song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see who's on this track. Is this on the new record as well? Or this, is this is on the new record, record "Sunshine for Someone." Okay, there you. But uh, yeah, Jared Mossman on drums, Marcus Whedon on bass, Jay Allen's playing slide. Cool. Cassie Hilgers, Cassidy mm-hmm. Hilgers, mm-hmm. Uh, is on backup vocals. 
She's uh, great. Yeah, Cassidy's awesome, man. She, I remember the first time I saw her, and she was just kind of like a kid. I was like, oh, my God, what a powerhouse. Yeah, she's got she got mad skills. <laughs> yeah. Mad skills. And her presentation, the confidence, and, you know, just great. And her her chord structures, too, are like yeah. sophisticated. Cool. Uh, I think that's about it. All right, well, we'll but, check it out. If another yeah. name pops up, you know, we'll mention sure. it afterwards. Hate nice. to feel, have them feel left out. Right. Cool, so this is Home from Sean Johnson here on the Auto D Show. Check it out. And I say, oh, oh, oh. Let's bring them all back home. And I say, oh, oh, oh. Let's bring them all back home. All day long, mama's just by the phone Can't believe a little baby boy is gone He's been off to war for ten years now And all night long, daddy lies awake Wondering how much more his poor heart can take This little girl been off to war for ten years now And I say, oh them all back home and I say oh spring them all back home news got me wondering what's really going on over there bombs popping up a stench of death in the air why can't we just bring them all back home Home to their mothers, fathers, sisters, and brothers Uncles, cousins, and the friends, and the lovers We can do it if we all sing as one And I say, oh, oh, oh. Let's bring them all back home And I say, And that was Home from Sean Johnson here in the Auto D Show. Nice track. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. It's very cool. Done really, really well. And that's on the new record that's available on your website? Yes. SeanJohnsonMusic.com And the name of the album? Sunshine for Someone. 
which is a great title, by the way. I like that. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. So what do you got coming up? Oh, I got a couple shows coming up at uh, Cactus Jacks in June. The Sandpipers will be playing Happy Hour there June 7th, right? Jen? Come on, Jen. <laughs> Pull it up on that smartphone. It's, it's, They've got to be smarter oh, than maybe that. It's, Come maybe it's the 6th? Seven? June 7th. June 7th. Okay. Happy Hour, Cactus Jacks. That's and then I'm also playing a full band show, which is pretty rare for me these days, yeah. at Cactus Jacks on the 14th, on June 14th. Cool. Yes. Uh, let's see. Do you have a standing solo gig anyplace? I play every Thursday at Old Town Tavern. Okay. Up in Scottsdale. Yes, 8.30 to 11.30. And I've been playing a lot at Copper Blues and CB Live. Oh, yeah? Yes. How do you like that? The CB, I like I liked them both. The CB Live room is, is great. Now, is that the, that's the, you're on stage behind the bartenders? Is that the Correct. stage? Correct, yes, very Is Vegas-y. that the first time you've ever done that? Um... No, I, I've played in Vegas a couple times. I played a show when I was a kid where the, the stage was behind the bartenders, and we were in a rock band. Oh, nice. It was a small club. And it's I remember bizarre. It is, because every time you order, you're yelling at a waiter who has a guitar amp behind her head. <laughs> right. And they turn around and look at you like they want to kill you because they can't hear a dang thing, and you're, you're playing. You're, that's where they play. <laughs> and that seems so strange to me. It is, it is. And there's nowhere to put the tip jar. Right. Because you know, the audience can't even get to you. Right, yeah. People was like, where was I? Was it? Yeah, the last time I played, he like some guy was like just just ch- he was chucking money. And I don't get me wrong, I like money, <laughs> but it's just weird to have it thrown at you because <laughs> <laughs> you don't really know if it's money until right, it right, gets there. Till, right. So that's pretty wild. And then and are you up there kind of regularly? Then you're saying? Yes, I play there a couple times each. How's the food up there? I guess I shouldn't ask you because if you didn't like it, then we'd be in trouble. But they have the menu uh, looks good. I actually no, it's anything. good. And what what does I have there? They have a Chinese chicken salad okay. that's, um, uh, that I love. Cool. Yeah, and, and the and the staff they're amazing, really nice people, and the sound people are great. Cool. And then they, it looks like they had a decent setup. And then across the room they have a little stage for like uh, stand up comedy. I think yes, uh, the CB Live. It's in the same room. It's mm-hmm. like it's one big room with a partition, mm-hmm. and there's always people there. Mm-hmm. That's what's really really cool. Too. Yeah, because of the location. Yes. So no matter when you're playing, at least you have an audience. Right. It's kind of cool. So. Uh, yeah. What else is in your bucket list, man, for your music career? I want to start trying to do the publishing thing. Uh huh. Yeah, try to make a little money off my catalog. Sounds like you got a lot of tunes. So. Yeah, I got a ton of tunes, and uh. I'm constantly writing and doing more, and I already have enough for a new record, which... Cool. Yes. Americana-ish. Interesting. Yes, and I'll be out in California. I play in San Diego a lot. Mm-hmm. I was in Mexico a lot, but I haven't been playing there as much recently. So I'm back back in San Diego in July. Where so in San Diego? The Rabbit Hole. Okay. Yes, on Adams Ave. What is that? That... July 18th and the 20th. Okay. So I'm excited for that. And Kyle and I have been setting aside time to write in the Sandpipers. And our first song took like 10 minutes. He was like, Let, well, every band has to have something in E. Let's, let's, let's write something in E. And boom. We just, we just write the same. Right. So that, that was really exciting and a lot of fun. Well, you know, I actually have a note here in front of me to, to ask you because we didn't touch on it, and that was about co-writing because it sounded like, to this date, you haven't done a lot of it. Is this your first experience with co-writing? It's not my first experience with it. I don't do a lot of it. I, I guess I don't like a lot of people. Right, and the opportunities <laughs> have to present themselves. Yeah, well... Yeah, but I know a lot of musicians. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if someone was to ask me, I would be honored. I'd be like, yeah, of course. I would love to I would love to write tunes with you. Um, I've tried it a few times. It's it's really hard. It, is, it can it's, be really hard. Yeah. It really takes the right match and the right, uh, you got to be kind of on the same page. Or delineate responsibilities. Someone's doing right. words and someone's doing music, you know. Yeah, and, and when it comes to words... I, I don't know. It's just it's. When the, I like this when it comes to words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, quiet. No, I just I. You gotta. 
sounds weird, but you got to be better than me. Right. You right. Know, if, yeah. I'm gonna, if I'm going to use your words on my song. Yeah. So what, yeah. what is it that's different about Kyle? Because you seem to be excited about writing with Kyle. Kyle and I just, we think a lot alike. Mm-hmm. And especially when it, it showed itself when we first start with the, we first sat down to write the song. It was just like, we were just, flo- it just flowed. It was right. just easy. I had the same experience with um, Todd from Fred Green, the guitar player. Mm-hmm. Um, before his son was born, we played a little project with Joe Harris and the bass player from Fred Green. And we wrote 10 songs in like two weeks, and they were really good. Um, but it's just, I, you, just got, you have to have be of the same mind. Right. I think if somebody's idea is trying to go a different direction than you're trying to go, that's when the co-writing doesn't work. It's got to be you're going this direction, they're going the same way, they just step farther in front of you, and you're like, yeah, that's correct. I see that. Let's take it that way. At least you're going the same way. You're kind of veering left and right, but you kind of have the same plan. It takes a lot of... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Guts, yeah. To to just let somebody go a completely different route if you're in the middle of writing a song. Yeah, like, yeah. It's kind of backwards. Yeah, it's not co-writing. That's rewriting. <laughs> that's just, yeah, that's you writing. <laughs> that's and me, right. kind of. I'm just here. <laughs> that's right. Need some water. Need another beer. See if there's one left in the fridge. Right. Hey, Sean. Thanks that's, for coming in, man. Absolutely, man. It's a pleasure. I appreciate it. So we want to get everybody down to Cactus Jacks, June sixth, yes. June seventh, and June fourteenth. June seventh and June fourteenth. Seventh is a solo gig. The fourteenth is the full band. The seventh is a duo gig with the Sandpipers with Kyle, and the fourteenth is full band. Yes, I'm glad I got a little of it right. Yes, absolutely. And then off to San Diego. So. Yes, cool man. Well, thanks again. I appreciate it. Me too, man. Have I appreciate a great it. Night. You too.